Hebrews 13 verse 7 out of the New King James Version Bible, it says this. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. We bless you and we honor you, Father, for a great outcome for those who have faith. We understand all things are really working together for our good because we are the called according to your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and take your seats. Uh, this is some similar to last week, but this is, this is part two. I want to talk about the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. On Wednesday night, I'll talk to you about the difference between the spirit of faith and the spirit of fear. So if fear has a spirit, faith also has a spirit. And you can carry either one of those. And it doesn't matter if you've been born again. Uh, you can be born again and still carry the spirit of fear. I'll dig deep into that on Wednesday night. But it says, Consider the, considering the outcome of their conduct, outcome. It's a final product or end result. Now, some people, they challenge you while you're on your journey in faith, but that's not final. It is the end result of your faith. And don't get deterred because people challenge your faith while you're on your way. Because they will. Because they want to get you off course. There's a, there are a device from Satan to get you off of what you believe before you see the manifestation of it. It's difficult to find people to come and encourage you in what you believe in. But it's very easy to find somebody to discourage you. Most of you work with a lot of people who discourage you. So it's the, it's the end result. So you watch these people who are remember them who rule over you. When we use the terminology rule over you, just to, it's just a teacher, okay? Instead, let's interchange the wording. You know, let's talk about remembering the teacher instead of the ruler over you. Because some of y'all don't want anybody ruling over you. So we're interchanging those words slightly for a better understanding and your comprehension. So we notice now you watch you know, after 26 years, if you've been watching long enough, you've seen what you need to see. If you're still, if you still have an issue, that issue is not with me. That issue is with you. Because you're supposed to watch. You're supposed to watch. But that issue could not be with me if the consistency has been there. And then you still struggle in your belief system like that. So the problem would be towards you. Uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13. I want you to stay with me because I'm after something. I have something. Because I can look at the progression on those pictures and see that there is no way I could have come from there. Or we could have come from there to where we are now if we didn't believe. It took, it took believing. Hey, and y'all look real good uh, coming off of Thanksgiving. I thought you tried to be getting over the turkey and the dressing that you ate. A lot of people after they eaten and then they've gone and shopped on Black Friday. They ain't thinking about no worship. Why don't you give yourself a hand for even thinking about worship today? Yeah, you don't have a whole lot of encouragement. Girl, you going to church. We just shopped all night. Well, you ain't me. I'm going to church and I'm going to worship today. Second Corinthians four and verse 13, verse 13 reads this way. And since you have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. It's the same spirit of faith. So I operated under a great leader who done amazing, amazing things around the world. I got a chance to do some traveling with him uh, before his, you know, his, his death and saw some of the things that he was doing just, you know, absolutely amazing. 
But I understood that he was doing that by faith. God has the ability to take what you consider nothing and they get, they get a hold of faith and he'll turn them into something amazing. And so he was turned in something, into something that was amazing. Now, most people have their, their take on everything, even when it comes to uh, Bishop Carton Pearson. And my hopes, as, as, I, as I saw him in his moment, uh, saying his last few words, um, my thoughts went back to my father, because that's, that's how I saw him. He was in that condition, but not speaking as much when I saw him. I was wondering if anyone was close enough with the right heart to catch the faith that was going to be released from a body that no longer needed it. You don't, you don't need faith for heaven. When you get to heaven, faith is over. Anointing is over. Give things up. You don't need any of that in heaven. So my question was, was there anybody with an open heart close to his bedside like I was when my pastor got home to get ready to go home to be with the Lord? Was it anybody standing next to that bed? Had anybody lowered themselves and humbled themselves for God to take what he put on him because of faith and transition it off of him onto the next person? I am wondering, I am wondering, I don't know, I don't know if I'll ever find out, but I do know what happened to me. And it was a faith journey that put me at his bedside in his, in his fragile moments. But there was also a level of faith that requested me to be into the room. There was a level of faith to walk into the room. There was a level of expectation that I will walk out of the room with something that I didn't have before I went into the room. And it's, it's this, this spirit of faith and it's impossible to have the spirit of faith from someone who done great things and you do small things. Now we've come up with a solution to those of you who like small churches. We're going to plant some small churches around the city. So if you like small, then you'll be able to attend one of those small churches. But I like a crowd. We are just for accommodation because they went from house to house. So we're, we're going to build those too. And we have some of those already, but we'll build more of those so that it can accommodate people who don't like large and high ceilings. So they feel comfortable. A lot of people, when the ceiling's too high, they get uncomfortable, like something's going to fall. But, but to, to use my faith to position me and then him use his faith to request my presence in the room alone. And I'll, I'll put in a book at some point that whole scenario of what occurred. But it was, it was by faith. So when the Bible says whose faith follows, I was intrigued about what was happening with a mere man. I was intrigued. I'm like, how can you take... A man that said, I was so afraid that I threw up before every message that I went to preach. These are his words. How, how can you take someone and then place faith in them until they preach until the very foundations of a building begin to shake? You can't tell me that never happened here because when he came here, it's like he picked this whole complex up. Turned it around two or three times, sat it back down and said, here you go, Davis. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with it now? But that, that level of operation takes faith. Let's go to, to a, an, in, into another little uh, segment of it. It's not all about church. This kind of faith will cause you to thrive in life. Where, where you see opposition in between you and the mountain that you're supposed to possess. But this kind of faith causes you to look at the mountain and look at your opposition and say, opposition, you don't have a chance. Because the, the, the faith that you follow, yeah? and everybody had to follow faith, and you got to be careful because some who don't follow faith will be a distraction to faith. And faith is not shouting, I do that. 
I danced last week. Faith is execution. Faith is opening up your mouth, telling them what's going to happen next. And it happens. It's what faith is. All right. Let me, let me, let me just get to my points. Y'all okay with that? Faith in the things to come kept those who spoke the word of God. Let's pause right there because we got a conjunction. Faith in the things to come kept those. They, they had so much faith in what they saw in the distance that you couldn't discourage them now. I'm going to slow it down. Whenever I see people discouraged, it's because they don't have faith in what they see in the future. Many times, people look at people who really believe in what's in the future and think they lost their mind simply because they believe that there is something that exists for them in the future. That the only way they're going to get it is they keep believing and trusting God in the existence of that thing and that thing is designated towards them. So these who came before them believed so much in the future. They overcame anxiety in the present. There's nothing that can comfort you more when you know this is not the end. I don't care how bad it is right now. When you have faith, the spirit of faith, you know where you are right now is not the end. Let me help you with something. Let me help you with something. You can say that my father's death was the end. No, he made the transfer. I'll get that's one of my points. If you make the transfer, you have made a successful transfer. So the end didn't end when they thought it ended. You should have put a comma, not a period. Too many people are putting periods on you that should put a comma on you. And some of y'all gotten so quiet with people putting periods on you that you didn't come back and erase the period and put a comma right there. We may pause right there, but that's not the end of anything. All right. And faith will keep us steadfast. The same faith that they had will keep us steadfast. What is steadfast? I'm glad you asked. It is constant or firm. You have never seen me inconsistent. It's because of faith. Not because of a perfect situation. Not because everything's just like I want it to be. But when you have the spirit of faith, there is a constant operation. Here's a firm operation. It's called steadfastness. If you wait, no mean to change for the bad. You'll be waiting a long time. If you wait, no mean to lose my courage. I have to lose my faith before I lose my courage. My, my courage is attached to my faith. I believe what I'm saying. And I am the beneficiary of what I'm saying. And if you begin to believe what I'm saying, you will be the recipient of what's been said. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So when we preach the word of God and your spirit is open and you're following. Let's back up just a little bit. Who do you follow on social media? The more you follow them, the more you become like them. I went to your page. There's so many musicians following you. There's so many people looking up to you. There's so many people respecting you because they want to be like you. So we have people in the church that say they follow me, but they ain't nothing like me. How can you follow me and never? Jesus said, follow me. That was his strategy to get what was on him on them it wasn't control it wasn't manipulation i want to get the faith that i have toward the father i want to get that on you so you don't get frustrated on your journey 
I'm still cool, baby. I'm still cool. I, no, I have not been shaken by the pandemic. Okay. Y'all still with me? So this, this steadfastness, it's very important because people follow inconsistent people. I don't understand that. I didn't say it would never be a problem, but your belief shouldn't change. Okay. Can we go a little bit deeper? We should follow the faith of those who have been steadfast to the end. I can't say that I will win every battle, but I can say I won't give up. I can say that. I can say it's been rough, Brother Carl, but I was depending on a fumble on the field. See, you never know when your opponent is going to fumble what they should have caught. They fumbled it and then things shift. See, that's why you got to get around the spirit of faith. Because the spirit of faith will produce an opportunity that doubt and unbelief will never produce. Look at your neighbor. Tell them something's about to shift. You've been looking for that break. You've been looking for that opportunity. Doesn't look like anything's going your way. But I came to tell you, if you have enough faith, something's going to happen. Some, some system is going to get comfortable when they know that you're still standing there waiting on an opportunity. How many people do we have? You're waiting on an opportunity. You believe the opportunity is going to come. You're not going to change your posture. You know something good is going to happen one day. I don't know what day it is but I'm going to keep this posture I'm going to keep this mindset because I know God wants to do something good you can't hurt me so bad that I stop believing that God wants to be good to me the only thing that happened you missed out on the opportunity to share what God is going to do good with me all right. We should follow the faith of those who have been steadfast to the end. Now, let's let's go to Bishop Carton Pearson. There's no way most of y'all don't even have a clue because you're new to the body of Christ. Some it's based on what, you know, denomination you came from about Azusa Street or Azusa. Now, Carton Pierce, Bishop Carton Pearson, was, he was amazing. And most of the people that you've seen on TBN, they were, they, revealed, they were revealed on the platform of Azusa. Most of the charismatic preachers, even the, the Bishop T.D. Jakes preached on that particular platform. So Bishop Carton Pearson was a move and a force in his day. For the body of Christ. The body of Christ would not be where it is if it had not been for him listening to God, catching the spirit of faith, and moving in the things that he knew were coming from God. Did things get off? I'm sure they did. But just because it got off doesn't mean he wasn't carrying the mantle because you couldn't have accomplished that much without the empowerment of God on your life. There's a difference between the empowerment of God and talent. You mean you went through all of that and you still come out and communicate with people? You still, you're still loving and you're still caring? It's because you carry something on you that others don't carry on them. Because the first thing that goes your, don't go your way, all of a sudden you shut down. Nobody sees you anymore. That is not the spirit of faith. Because those who have the spirit of faith, when I have it going on, I have faith. When nothing's happening and going my way, I still have faith. I I still believe. I still trust God. Though you slay me. That's faith. That's faith. 
Though you take everything that I have away from me. Though you ship me in front of everybody. Though you ship me all around the world. I still believe that you're God. And I still believe you anointed me. And I still believe you called me. And I still believe you sent me. And my belief system is contingent on whether or not I'm just flowing in all of this stuff. It's really not much to it. Because soon as this stuff goes, my faith goes. But when there's a spirit on you, they can take the stuff. And you're still dancing. In fact, you start dancing more when they take the stuff. You can, you can always tell. Everybody needs a dip sometimes because a dip shows whether you got the spirit of faith or you're just camouflaging it on a good day. It's when you dip sometimes that shows that you got the real stuff. There's a spirit on you you can't shake. It won't go away just because there's a dip. A man had some hard time, but it was a dip. But when you come out of the dip, there's acceleration. In these, this is what the Lord has been telling me. He said, there's a not, lot of mantles laying around and the body of Christ hadn't picked any of them up. There's a lot of empowerment to get things done and the body of Christ have been so uh, trivial in their thinking that they haven't picked it up. He said, but I want to dress them in the faith that those who came before them were dressed in. And I'm telling you, if you want to get the job done and get the full potential out of your life, you better start picking up something by faith and walking in it and following some people that's got steadfastness. They stay, no, no, God, it, it was bad. It was bad for Job, but Job got done for his trouble he lost everything but he still trusted God you better get yourself together it, it can happen to any of us it can, it can happen to any of us it can it can happen to any of us it can happen to any of us but when it happens and if it happens do you have the faith to believe that you can still finish that's, that's the spirit of faith on you. That's, that's the spirit of faith on you. It's not a head faith. It's heart faith. Gets into the fibers of your heart. When you said, I'm not getting back up again, and you found yourself back up before you can think again and process your way out of what you said you wouldn't do. Now read this. I want you to think about Saul who had lost the anointing. David had the anointing. But he still showed respect and honor to the man who had lost the anointing. God had taken off of Saul, placed it on David. But David had a good response towards him because he got close enough to touch his clothing to just take a little bit of his garment away. And the Bible said he wept. Because there's something about honoring what you follow that's going to bring something on your life that no one can ever strip from you take my coat take my title but you can't take the power of God to last off of my life honor is restored on the one who has spoken God's word when we follow what has been instructed. I, I wish you shouting was enough. But honor gets back to me when you execute what I preached. When you live in what I preached. The honor of my father is me walking in what he preached and what he represented. Saying you believe in me, do you believe what I am speaking? The greatest level of support against the skeptics outside is that you function in what we're preaching. You can quieten skeptics by producing based on the seed of the word of God. 
When you become productive, it'll shut some people up. We never have to have a conversation with them because the word is now believed and working in your life. Got kind of quiet on that one. Okay. It's the spirit. It's the spirit. It's the spirit. Just like fear is a spirit, faith is a spirit. In, in, in certain junctions in life, you have options. Either the spirit of fear is going to uh, attach itself to you or the spirit of faith is going to attach itself to you. You decide what spirits you want to have in your life. Are y'all okay? So, honor is not you clapping for me. Honor is not you bowing for me. Honor is when you walk out of his, this place and go get your territory. Honor, honor is when you go home and tell the devil, uh, I brought eviction papers home. You've been running around here tearing up my marriage, tearing up my children. But today while I was at Refresh, I got some eviction papers and I came to serve you. Eviction notice, you're, you're not going to keep causing confusion in my house. You're not going to keep causing me to be depressed and sitting in a room in the dark. I'm serving eviction notices now because I heard a word and my man of God don't tolerate darkness. And so we're not going to tolerate darkness in our homes. We're coming home to execute and we're, we're coming home and we're going to walk in the, of the authority that you've given us. And we're going to put our foot because the devil is not supposed to be on your shoulders. He's supposed to be under your feet. And if he's under your feet, he can't talk in your ear. All my conversations with the devil are short. Just like Jesus, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He was talking to the devil that was in Peter. The devil may be in one of your family members. Tell the devil to get thee behind you. Okay. All right. Are y'all okay? The spirit of faith in what we believe will be transferred to those who follow. Let me help y'all why the devil attacks your ability to follow so much because he doesn't want you to get your transfer. He causes so much confusion because if you walk out of here more powerful than you walked in, he's in trouble. So he brings all types of disturbances. I'm talking about the body of Christ. So there are not more of us produced. So he comes in and creates all kind of chaos in the midst of us. So that the spirit is not contagious. And you're sitting back. I don't know if I'm going to follow or not. You know the last pastor. Uh, hey I ain't your last pastor. Okay. Let's get, let's get that right. I ain't nothing like your last pastor. Let's get past that. I'm a man that believes that I can live for God. And I can live for God to the uttermost. Well you corrected me. That's what a good leader does. Us. because see there there is something powerful that comes after something powerful in fact there's something much more powerful that comes on something after that's been uh that's been powerful so when those things begin to happen you got to be careful because something will slip in and try to cut you off and it doesn't have to all be verbal it can be body language Body language. You can sit there. I ain't with it. We know. That's why we ain't looking at you. And you sit there all by yourself with your depleted self, with your depleted faith, with your depleted answer prayer. Ain't nothing about to happen for you. Not up in here because you're trying to cut things off. Excuse me. I'm getting a little rough right there walking a little heavy. I want to produce some powerful people after I'm done. I don't care how old they are. I want an old man to walk out here and say, look at here devil, you've been taking my grandchildren I came to get them back. I came to wherever the soles of my feet tread I'm going to step on that territory I'm going to walk up in the drug house and say where you at? Where you at? trying to steal my, my legacy by getting my kids trapped in drugs and all type of foolishness. I came to put an end to everything that 
has been trying to steal your legacy. You bleed God prayed too much to let the devil slip in and start taking what God has ordained. Let me tell y'all something about something y'all don't know about me. You know, Sasha had a four-wheeler. We lived out in the country, out in Pinson, and uh, Sasha had a four-wheeler. So, you know, periodically, I wasn't as busy as I am now. So I didn't want people to see my car at the drug house thinking I'm up there doing drugs. So I'd get on the four-wheeler, and I would, I would ride up to the drug house, and I would go into the drug house. And I would speak and be nice to the men and the women who were at the drug house. Letting them know, if you ever get to where you need a change and want to change, come see me. And some of those individuals who were in the drug house past it, no longer in the drug house because the holy man went to the unholy place and decreed by faith. See, they think we've been doing this kind of ministry all our life. They ain't got a clue because they ain't got the spirit that's on us. We always went where the devil was and told the devil, your time is up. Okay. All right. See, there's, there's, a, there's a transfer. There's a transfer. The devil's afraid that you're going to be powerful. The devil's afraid that you're going to walk in what God has placed on your life. The devil's so afraid that he don't want you to get around something that activates what's in you. Some of you are just like uh, Timothy. Uh, he, I, I discerned that it was in your mother. I discerned that it was in your grandmother. And I discerned that it's in you too. And the apostle Paul under the apostolic anointing starts stirring up some of that stuff that was in the grandmother in their mother. And when you get around me, all I'm doing is stirring up some of those generational anointings. And you got to get in the right setting sometime because some of what's on you and in you just needs to get around somebody that's not afraid, that's got enough faith to look at you while you're going through hell and tell you there's heaven on the inside of you and if you just wake up there's some power there's some anointing there's some victory on the inside of you okay all right it's transferred it's transferred it's transferred it's transferred see i'm trying to put some things together i'm trying to put some things together because when i first started pastoring we walking around we're praying on every monday night we're in prayer just prayer just prayer every monday night and i look at the back wall and i see 1906 we go research 1906 and it takes us to the prophecy of azusa street i said god what do you want with me what are you trying to do to me i find myself being shipped over to atlanta in this huge mega church i said lord what you're trying to do to me he's trying to wake me up to the potential he said i got something on you that it will be a bad investment if you don't fully operate and i want to say to you it will be a bad investment if you don't fully operate in all that god has for you and it doesn't have to do with just church it has to do with government it had to do with arts and entertainment it has to do with entrepreneurship it has to do with all those areas See, you, you, you know the preacher, but I've been following for a while, and you're about to see the entrepreneur too. It won't be long when you go to sit down and eat, it may be my restaurant. It won't be long when you're, when you're scheduling a hotel, you're probably staying in my hotel. I'm telling you something. I'm, tell, I'm, I'm, te I'm telling you. See, y'all playing around. I ain't playing around. There's a spirit of faith on me. And nothing that happens in my life can deter me what God told me. And if there's somebody that can bear witness to me, jump on your feet and shout right now. Because I believe that there's something. What, what are you going to do? You're going to do it with church money. I have my own money. I have my own faith for my own money, for my own house, for my own cars. I have my own stuff, baby. Because when you really have faith, you don't have to manipulate church stuff just to have your own stuff. If God can bless your church.
of this this way of thinking that since my house is blessed I had to manipulate the church house no the same faith that built the church house is the same faith that'll build my house and if you allow if you allow the spirit of faith to get on you it'll build your business and it'll build your household oh God I got one more. one more. I'm getting you liberated. I'm getting you liberated. You've been holding back. Look at what he's driving. I'd be saying, but be on him, be on me. And I really, myself and Lady Davis, we really don't want to upgrade because we don't want to be talked about, but we got to think about the people we're hindering. Everybody ain't criticizing. I said, everybody ain't criticizing. There, there's something about to break out up in here. Brother Carl, there's something about to hit this house. It's called a spirit of faith. I wouldn't be teaching like I'm teaching if it wasn't something that was going to happen. They, they, they show, they showing up right here, around here like this is it. This is all going to happen. We don't have to prepare ourselves. We don't have to equip. You don't see what's coming, do you? You don't see what's coming, do you? Next time, and when this thing turns around and it's going to turn, and it's turning even right now, the ushers going to be behind the last members. Why? Because the last members are going to see more of what's going on than those who are working in the church. If I was you, I'd get myself together because something's dropping on this house right now. And there's nothing the devil or haters can do to stop it. Okay. Look, I'm, 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 I'm about to finish up. Listen, it's contagious. I started to preach a, a message called Tailwind. This, you get behind the right thing, it'll just pull you over into and every time I teach on faith, I am creating more velocity in this place. Every single day, angel goes making things happen. You better get in the tailwind because it's less work when you get in the tailwind. When you get the tailwind, stop letting those things in your mind talk you out of what God said in his word. I am. I got one more point. I got one more point. There was, there's a lady in this church. Her husband died of cancer. He was diagnosed after her mom had been diagnosed with cancer. So her husband dies first. We got a call last week because she's really plugged in. And because she's plugged in, the mother that she has left went for a checkup. And they said, we're going to cease doing chemo because the tumors are shrinking. They said, we appreciate you teaching on faith because when you teach on faith, people that are really connected, people who really believe, they really receive. We, we haven't prayed. We haven't prayed. We haven't laid hands on her mother. She just believes so much in the message that the message will go all the way to another state. See, signs and wonders will follow those who do what? Yeah, I know that's right. Then there's a, a daughter of mine who went through a horrible situation at the beginning of the year. In fact, she died. They had to shock her twice to get her back. But after that, she's back on her feet and she's dealing with blood clots in her lungs. And she wants these things gone. So I started to teach on faith and I could tell when she caught it on one Wednesday night. She went back to the doctor and the doctor told her all the blood clots are gone. I could tell while I was standing here preaching and I could tell the connection. See, Jesus said, who touched me? When you're pulling on it, we can tell when you reach for it. Virtue goes out of us. 
This was just, oh, this is last week. We get these two calls last week. See, you still play in church. I told you I don't play checkers, I play chess. I make major moves. When I make a major move, because I serve a major God, put the checkerboard up. Refresh, put the checkerboard up. The leader and the followers will believe. The leader and the followers will believe. There's no way you can continue in unbelief and you following. Well, you said Thomas doubted. He was considered doubting Thomas. But Jesus solved that problem. He said, listen here, give me your hand. Let me show you that this is real. Let me show you that it's real. All of a sudden, doubting Thomas became believing Thomas. He said, oh my God. Oh my Lord. I believe that moment is about to hit this house for all the doubters who have been coming to worship. God's about to make you a believer. The leader and the followers will believe and speak what they believe this verse of scripture says I believed and therefore spoke we also believe and therefore speak get ready for another language and it's not tongue let's go ahead and practice just a little bit tell your neighbor my breakthrough comes today Tell your neighbor I'm healed today. Tell your neighbor I have more than enough. I am blessed and highly favored. Yeah, start talking like that. When you start talking like that, it's because you believe like that. No weapon formed against my well-being shall be able to prosper let the floods come let the winds blow I shall stand God I don't want you to stop the storm God just give me the ability to stand in the storm don't remove the fire just don't allow the fire to burn me better shout right there you thought you had been overtaken how in the world would you have made it to church today to worship if you were overtaken you are not overtaken you're more than a conqueror you run through truth you leap on the wall grab somebody and pull on them and say I'm still here What's about to explode and refresh? I wish they could have figured it out. They will real soon. Where my believers at? coming your way. They don't have a clue of what kind of gift you about to open up. They don't have a clue of what power rests on your life. They used to call me the activator. You want to know why? I start stirring stuff up that's on the inside of those who are willing to believe that God is able. Shout you when you down with so much blessing, you don't have room enough.
What you've been wrestling with, this is what I hear from the Lord. What you've been wrestling with, it broke just then. Whatever addiction, whatever perversion, whatever you've been wrestling with, it just broke. I dare you to shout about it. Generational restoration. Generational restoration. Well, the devil has breached some relationship. God said, I just brought it back together. won the game and I'm just watching he brings up Kevin Hart Steve Harvey uh, Reverend Al Sharpton and he's giving them awards for what they represent and this long lasting impact in the earth and I'm sitting there and when I'm sitting there I hear God said you're one of them See, if, if he's saying that to me, what is he saying to you? What, what are you not listening to? Because somebody in your bloodline told you it wasn't possible. So I'm sitting there. And they bring him one after another up. Whatever it is that's good and you have an appetite for it. It's because it's a part of you. Some of you are lost from your family. I said some of you are lost from your family. I don't know what caused it. But from the time 
I really got an understanding of Jesus, I started looking for my family of faith. I didn't want to pastor a church. I wanted to find my family that believes like I believe. That knows that God can do anything. I sat there on the bed and I said to myself, I am not going to limit me because of the color of my skin. I'm, I'm, you, you don't have a clue. Be it unto me according to my faith. And if you get the same faith, you'll get away from under the table eating crumbs and get up to the table and eat the cake. You have too much potential to be underneath on your knees eating crumbs waiting for something to fall from the table your king's children get to the table and start to eat from the table because that's where you belong and if you believe that it's so for your life as i depart from this platform somebody give a shout it's me god in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.